Good morning. It is Tuesday, March 9th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. I'm joined right now by Chris Hummer, National College Football Reporter for 24-7 Sports. Chris, it wasn't that busy of a news day in the college football world. We have Bob Stoops replacing Urban Meyer on the desk of the Fox News College Football Operation. And then we had my mic break right before we were supposed to podcast. So I'm on my headphones and the, the audio is not going to be as great as we're used to here on the College Football Daily, but we'll do our best. And, and we're going to bring you in right now to talk about EA Sports and the fact that schools are opting out of the NCAA, not the NCAA video game, just the EA Sports college football game. So when I reached out to you about this prompt, I was like, hey, Chris, schools like Tulane, Northwestern, they're saying we're not doing this. Notre Dame, is this a big deal or is this just like lip service because it really doesn't matter? I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think we've discussed this before that NIL rules are likely going to beat the EA Sports game out of the gates. So we're talking, I think, EA Sports has told ESPN two to three years for this video game to come out. And NIL rules are going to shake out much before that, whether it's the NCAA finally putting together their proposal and passing that legislation internally, or it's outside states kind of forcing their hand, or it's kind of Congress coming in and imposing rules nationally for everybody. Like we're going to have NIL rules much sooner, in my opinion, at least, than we will have the video game. So this kind of move by Notre Dame is a no-lose proposition, in my opinion. Essentially, these schools, and you notice that there's a commonality there, they're high-minded academic institutions, are saying that we're not going to move forward with this unless our student-athletes are compensated. But there's a pretty good chance that they're never going to actually have to face that backlash or lose out money on it, lose out with money on the project because more than likely NIL rules will be in place by the time this video game comes out. Yeah, so we're expecting video game in like, what, 2023? Yeah, I think according to what ESPN has reported, it's like a two to three year development cycle is what they're estimating. So yeah, 2022, probably the earliest, 2023 more likely. Chris, imagine how big of a backfiring it would be if EA Sports beats, and this would be a travesty for everybody, beats NIL out, out of the gates and then you have a world in which like Notre Dame isn't in a college football video game. So isn't it getting the profits that it's, you know, selling its logo rights would have been, would have gotten. But in addition, you just losing out on an entire generation of people because you're, you're not in the game, but your rivals are. Well, I think if that happens, the NCAA is going to have much bigger issues than that because we're essentially going to have 30 different states with 30 different NIL rules. It's going to be pure chaos from a recruiting perspective. There's a lot of great reporting about that out there already, including an article in Sports Illustrated by Ross Dellinger. But yeah, it could be a real mess if NIL rules aren't passed. And I think this particular issue, these video games will kind of take care of itself in that time period. But if it doesn't, you're right. It's just going to be an absolute disaster. So these NIL rules, do we know a timeline for them? I, I saw that the voting on it was pushed back. And likewise, it was the same thing was done for the, the transfer one-time exception. I don't know, man. Like we're almost midway through 2021. It feels like it's supposed to be inevitable. We've been talking about this for two years now. And I'm just wondering, like, is there any cause for concern? I, I asked you on to talk about a video game and, and not what's going on in Congress, but we're pretty sure this is still going to happen, right? I think there's absolutely cause for concern just simply because Florida's NIL rules go into effect in July. So what does that 12 mean? 12 months ago did not seem like it was that close, but we're what, three months away from, essentially three to four months away from Florida having NIL rules in place. And the NCAA was supposed to have a concrete proposal, I think by January 1st of this year, I don't remember the exact date, but it was somewhere during the winter. They proposed, they put out like guidelines in, I want to say October, they were supposed to be voted on and adjusted by the Division One Council and kind of the members. 
during the winter, you were supposed to put up suggestions and then amend it later, kind of during the late winter, early uh, spring. What we saw instead was the NCAA kind of punched the football, as they say, and kind of pushed everything back, citing concerns with COVID-19. I don't think when the NCAA was putting this timeline together last spring, they were expecting to deal with massive loss in revenue and a worldwide pandemic, but they've kind of backed themselves in this corner anyway by waiting this long. And now we're kind of on the cusp of states kind of taking this into their own hands. And I think the expectation is Congress will eventually take a look at this too. But according to some great reporting by people that it won't likely happen until this fall, because unsurprisingly, Congress has bigger legislative priorities right now than taking care of uh, college athletes and college athletes' rights, given that there's a pandemic going on. All of that said, the NCAA still has a little bit of time to bring this forward. Given that it's a massive shift in the way the sport operates and the way athletics operates on the college level, it's difficult for me to envision them putting something together in such a short time frame that will satisfy everyone and not cause total chaos regardless. So it's a, it's a really sticky situation that affects everything from student athletes to the video games that we hope to play in a couple of years. Yeah. And we'll get back to the video game, but like Derek King, if he wanted to in August, Chris could make some money on a poster for a car dealership. Is that what you're saying? According to Florida rules, without any national rules to supersede them and without any legislative kind of mandates from the NCAA that the member institutions agree to, I believe that D.R. King would be able to kind of make money off of his NIL starting in uh, August or I guess in July. I think it's July 31st when it comes into effect. From that perspective, yes, unless I totally misunderstand kind of how the rules written that in July and August, like we could see Derek King capitalizing on it right away. Maybe Emory Jones, Florida's next potential starting quarterback, makes a lot of money himself. Like there's there's a lot of possibilities with that for sure. If EA Sports right now, Chris said that we're ready to to build this game, it would come out with it would have your logos, your your fight songs, your bands, your uh, your stadiums, and it would just be generic QB number 10, right? And they are saying that's what they're going to do as well in 2023, but silently they're hoping the NCAA figures this out enough to where they can get to continue our D.R. King usage. If D.R. King was still in college in 2023, it could say D.R. King. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the biggest hurdles with that is when the NCAA put forth its proposals during the fall of last year, we talked about this a little bit on this podcast. Essentially, one of the things the NCAA was hesitant in terms of allowing was group licensing. And group licensing is in effect bargaining as a group um, to negotiate a set rate or a set salary for a certain thing. So for college athletics and the video games, that would mean players name, image, and likeness appearing in the game at essentially a set rate. So EA Sports didn't have to impractically go bargain with every individual team or player to kind of provide their likeness. But if Congress or any of these states have their way, very few of any of their proposed plans or discussed plans restrict group licensing in that way. So Unless the NCAA gets its way and that is not a, and that is not allowed to move forward, which seems unlikely at this point, things seem to have been taken out of the NCAA's hands in regards to NIL, more than likely we will have group licensing available for student athletes by the time this game comes out, which would allow EA Sports College Football to have as many athletes in the game as it wants. But um, there's a lot of things up in the air right now with all of this, but I, I would guess that in 2023 group licensing will be a thing for college athletes and this issue of player likeness will not be an issue in these games because players will be compensated for it 
And most of the players want group licensing. Like New York King might not because he could make a lot more money than the left guard if he was allowed to negotiate on his own. But most of the players in college football are not Deere King. First of all, these guys are on a team. Like I know everybody wants to get theirs, but it'd be real awkward. I want mine. I want mine. Well, like it'd be real awkward if Derek King gets paid ten thousand dollars to appear in EA Sports College Football, and then his left guard gets paid ten dollars. No, my man knew what he was doing when he was, became a left guard. But keep going. Well, I think he probably ate himself out of the quarterback position without much choice. But uh, we see this in the NFL as well. Like Russell Wilson does not make more money than his left guard in the NFL when it comes to Madden. It's a different thing when these players appear in ads for the game or appear on the cover. Like you get compensated extra for that. But like the actual like physical appearance of these players being in the games, like players are compensated in the same way and group licensing would provide that in college football. And then DR Kings can get theirs anyway. Like yeah. DR Kings can get theirs and advertise them locally and nationally in a way that the left guard could not. And we're not thinking it's going to be much money, right? Like a few hundred tops. There's no way EA Sports can cut a thousand dollar check for every single college football player. Yeah, it won't be much. I'm trying to remember. I did a story on this a couple of years ago. And when players received checks after Ed O'Bannon's kind of won his lawsuit, I believe they ranged anywhere from like $40 to like $300. No, I think in the upper hundreds, mm-hmm. essentially based on how long you were in college and how many games you appeared in. But I would say no more than a couple hundred dollars per player on average, for sure. That's not bad money for a college kid. No. And plus, it's just, it's dope as hell to just be in your own freaking video game. Like, yeah, I, I, I would pay for talking, that. Yeah. Yeah. I talked to Denard Robinson and like he was on the cover of the last NCAA football game. And he was just like, I wanted to be in a video game. The cover was a bonus. I would have done it for free. And like, I feel like a lot of 18 to 22 year olds probably feel the same way. Like, I'm 28 at this point and I still play video games pretty much every day. And that generation certainly does. So, they're just going to want to be in the game and any money they earn on top of that through group licensing is kind of a bonus. Well, we'll let you get back to the playing, playing the games. I'm terrified that my audio quality, I'm watching the, uh, the audio bars on garage van and it's, it's getting, it's getting pretty wonky. So I'm you sound uh, 800 times better than you did when we first started, like on our first run. Yeah. yeah. You're really, you're softer than normal, but you can yeah. understand every word. So yeah, awesome. hopefully it's uh, I am a little softer than normal. I hope I didn't bore anyone. You did a great job, Chris Hummer, bringing the info as always. Lance Glenn, our producer. Sorry about this audio, pal. My name is Trey Scott, and we'll be back on Wednesday for uh, what's hopefully a, a better sounding episode of the College of Law Daily. Podcast.